professionals who happen to be brothers get together and chat around the country. My name's Phil. I'm a lawyer. I live in South Dakota. We've got Matt, who's the next oldest. He is an engineer living in Tucson, Arizona. And Ben, who's a preacher living in the middle of Illinois. Ben, that's, that's not what Illinois communists do. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that on tape. Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. So before we got started, folks, we were talking about uh, the wonderful wide world of tires. Oh, yes. Yeah. So interesting. Tires. Oh, this is riveting. I'm so tired. Stuff. Riveting stuff because in the past, well, in the past short period of time, it seems that all three of us have had to put tires on one vehicle or another. Or um, all of them. <laughs> I think, yeah, Ben, Ben, you've probably, you're probably the, put, the, the oldest set of tires that we're talking about. I, uh, I put eight, ti eight tires on two vehicles in two years. So. I, I've put 12, I, okay, not really. Eight definitely within the last 12 months. Mm. Okay. Plus four new tires on a new vehicle. Okay. Have the newest tires and the oldest you don't get tires. to count. You don't get to count bringing a new vehicle into the family that already had new tires on it, Matt. It's a good call. Good but call. but they are brand new tires. Yeah, but you nope. don't get to count that. I'm sorry. Nice try though. I, I paid bought a for truck them, though. with bald tires, and I had to buy new tires. Yeah, yeah you did. So I was pulling <laughs> into work on Monday or Tuesday, and I parked the Ford Ranger that I've been driving, the 91 rust bucket Ford Ranger, and uh, got my bag out of the toolbox and closed the toolbox and I hear shouldn't have closed the toolbox. Shouldn't have closed the toolbox. <laughs> Clearly that was it. Um, these tires, only six or seven years old. Um, day, code, <laughs> day codes on them 2013, 2014. Wow. Um, and my right front um just absolutely dry rotted to nothing um it happens yeah so i had to get new tires um and i apologize i'm texting um we had a little incident evidently with the attorney general last night he was in a car accident and uh, there was a fatality it wasn't him uh, I don't know anything more than that, but I've got people texting me from around the state now asking if he's okay. So I may be taking a few short breaks and answering texts. Um, we have a special guest today, David Carlson. Hi, David. Um, oh, the Tickle Monster's here. So anyway, I had to get new tires on the Ranger, um, which I knew I was going to have to do. They were pretty cracked and stuff anyway, but I didn't think I was going to have to do them now um luckily walmart had a pretty good special on some tires that would fit and i've got a good shop in town that can put them on without me being concerned about them screwing something up <clears throat> well like, you know that other place better <laughs> better now better <laughs> now than in the middle of winter mm. i knew they weren't going to make winter um, <laughs> so and, and i always view it as best in that part of the country to get tires this time of year yeah because then you get new tires for winter. Yep, yep, exactly. And I was able to go from a Goodyear light truck tire that was actually more of a car tire, they just made it in a light truck size, to a Cooper, um, to an actual Cooper AT, um, which I got a smoking hot deal on. Um, it's, it's a tire I think they only make for Walmart because I couldn't, I couldn't actually even find the tire on Cooper's website. So usually that means they make a special model for Walmart to have a price lower than anybody else in the country so probably uh, same what injection mold or whatever they they use for tires but with cheaper materials that's my guess yeah and yeah we, we lost ben <laughs> oh man oh darn we didn't ben. lose ben and i was texting again I've got we didn't people. lose ben did we no, 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 we we haven't we, lost you. We lost you a long time ago. I mean, mentally, yes. Yeah. Physically, I've been. Yeah, for sure. So all in, um, all in, I had tires on the Ranger for four hundred bucks, right at four hundred five, something like that. That's a little truck. It's it's a little truck, yeah. <laughs> um, and I went, but I went up a tire size from what it had, from mm. a two fifteen seventy five, to a two thirty five seventy five. 
and I spent significantly less money going with the larger tire than I would have going with the smaller tire. So, well, so that's what I found out with the truck too. Yeah. How Welcome. does that work? So it, it's supply and demand. No, no, the, the sizes. I, I don't understand how okay. you can put different size tires on. It, I just drive little cars, so I don't know these things. So, okay. So first, a little primer for probably for our viewers. I'm sure you guys know this, but for our viewers, the way tire size work, you've got three components to the tire size, basically. So the tires I put on the truck were 235 slash 75 R15s. Okay, three components. The 235 is the width of the tread in millimeters. The 75 is the sidewall height as a percentage of the width of the tread. So the, the sidewall height is 75% of the 235 millimeter width of the tire tread. And then the 15 is simply the wheel size that amounts to. So I went from a 215.75 to a 235.75. And what that means is the width of the tire got bigger. And since the percentage is the same, then so did the sidewall height. It also it grew, put about another inch, inch and a quarter, I think. Uh, well, I think your tires height. would fit my... Yeah, they, they might. I don't remember what the Dakotas have. Oh, but nice. Now your speedometer's wrong. No, no. My speedometer was no. reading. My speedometer read faster than I was going anyway. And doing this actually took it closer to correct than it was before. Because let's face it, my truck is an old rusty beater. Um, and yeah. the only difference in my tires, I went with the bigger ones, the wider ones, not mm -hmm. the bigger ones. But I went with right. a 235 rather than a 225. Mm -hmm. So... That was the only difference for me. Yep, yep. So that's what tire sizes mean. Sometimes you'll get a little uh, number after the, or a little letter after the tire size, like an S or a T. Uh, some performance cars, you'll have something like a Z. Uh, and that's a speed, yeah, that's a speed rating. And that'll tell you what the maximum sustained speed the tire is designed for. Uh, mm -hmm. Please note that the local highway patrol will not care that your tires are speed rated. <laughs> Officer, the mechanic said that I could go this fast. Right, right. Well, Not and, my problem. And, and the thing is, is that on some, what is it, some luxury cars nowadays, uh, the TPMS sensor is mm -hmm. configured that if you're at or above a certain speed for a long enough period of time, it'll actually notify you if your tire pressure isn't hard enough for that speed. Yeah, yeah. There are some that will tell you if, you're, if your driving conditions aren't appropriate for your tire um, pressure, they'll notify you of that, which mm -hmm. I think is fantastic. Yeah, the safe, the the best thing you can do for vehicles is making sure you get good tires on them. Assuming everything else is in good shape, then the tires are going to be. I mean, that that is your only contact with the road in the vehicle, and so you've got to make sure that they're in good shape. Wait, um, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I got some work probably, to do. Probably not <laughs> on my car because. <laughs> um, well, you know, you're, you're BMW, right? right? I understand that if you drop the exhaust, you get a little extra contact, you know? Yeah, that's it. Actually, the BMW <laughs> has no contact with the ground right now. Yeah. Up on jack stands. That little extra bit of sidewall, completely different driving experience has made the truck drive a lot better. Yeah. Um, and a lot more traction, too, which is great. Because you probably lose a little gas mileage, though, right? With um, tread. Yeah, probably, but I mean, it's a pickup, so. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a pickup from, what'd you say, the 90s? It's a, it's a 91. 91. It's got a four-cylinder, so it's as economical as you could get for a 91 pickup, probably, but it's still a big brick with an open bed rolling through the air. I didn't realize this, Phil. You have a 91. I have a 2001. It's time for Matt to get a 2011. Seems reasonable. No, seems, no. seems like it's a trend. He needs no, a Chevy, and he, and he needs a Chevy because we've got a Ford and a Dodge. <laughs> like a Rocky. It only moves I, I, when hey, you can throw it. <laughs> hey, I already had a 2001. I had a, I had a buddy was, on Facebook. Was your van? Your van was 2001. No. No. What was your My van? My Pontiac was. Pa uh, no, that's not so the same. I've had, it doesn't count. I've had three vehicles that are 2001. I had the Pontiac for a year of high school, and then I had the uh, – the, the That doesn't count. The Mom Honda, and Dad had it. They didn't drive it. I did. So the Honda Civic was a 2001, and now the 
Dodge Dakota. So, nice. I've had a lot of vehicles. Yeah. So. Oh, you have. You've put a lot yeah. of miles on vehicles too. Um, yes. So that's that's the my the discussion from my end on tires. I know Matt, you put tires on your Dodge yep. Dart the other day. So and I'm at I'm at this seventy-seven thousand. 77,000 miles. Nice. That's half the that, miles I have on my pickup, just about. That was my almost second, what I purchased my truck with. That was my second set of tires on that car. So you just took off the factory set? No, no I just took set. off the second set. Okay, so this the is your third set, set of yeah. tires on the car. I, I just put on the third set. Okay. But at 77,000 miles, the previous two pairs of, of tire sets of tires, not pairs, sets of tires were 40,000 mile tires. So I'm. You did about right then. Just about right. Yeah. Nice. I took this set a little longer than I probably should have. Yeah. Yeah, that happens from time to time. Sounds like you're in Arizona and you can do that. Hmm. You know, that's kind of what I felt. I, I felt like I could push it until uh, till monsoon season. Uh, monsoon season was kind of a dud here. So you have a dart. It's called drifting, Matt. <laughs> no, they call that hydroplaning, and it's not safe. <laughs> it's totally safe in a dart when you're drifting. So I'm glad Phil's not listening right now. <laughs> it's but, totally uh, safe in your dart. It's not safe in a dart when you're not drifting. Remember what Tom and Ray Maiorzi said. It's not safe in a dart when you're not drifting. You heard it from Phil first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Always drift if you have a dodge dart. Always drift if you have a dodge dart. <laughs> you guys, no, that's, you guys know that's who, only um, if that's only if you run in the uh, swinger package. Well, the swinger pack. I saw. I was in Rapid um, last weekend and I hung out with a friend of mine, Jeremy Farr. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy watches this, but Jeremy, if you do, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, I have a question. How far is Jeremy? How, how didn't you say he was Jeremy far? I'm just asking how far he is. Jeremy has some very fine pieces of old Mopar muscle equipment, including a couple of beautiful Dodge darts. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Really nice. He's got uh, a beautiful 69 Roadrunner, uh, really nice challenger. And then a couple of darts floating around. He's, and he's currently working on a 71 Roadrunner in plum crazy purple. Oh, the, the thing is, is I have the 2013 dart. You know how much fun it would be to get a matching 1970 something dart? 19, like a 1968 or 69 dart. You I could never, go with not even 70. You would never want to drive your 2013 ever, <laughs> ever again. Well, I, I now That's live why in the state garage store, car. So. True. That's very true. Um, We've been looking at cars to replace my Beamer with, and somebody, somebody in South Dakota is selling a, um, like an early 2000s, late 90s Buick Roadmaster wagon. Why would you get a Buick? Are you back, back to your uh, tires? Do you, yeah. do you know what motor they put in the Buick Roadmaster wagon? I don't care what motor they put in. You, you the put Buick. Buick in front of it, and it's garbage. They put the LT1 Corvette engine in there. It sounds it sounds like a Corvette. It sounds like it's a not a Hemi. You know what I've heard about Chevy? It's like a rock. Three rows. And the of only seats. way it moves is if it's propelled by physical force. The back row faces backwards. You can get a Tesla that does that. I can put a back row in my have truck. Have an LT1. Hold on. No, it put, has. Go ahead. I can put a third row in my truck and face it backwards too, and it has a 5.9 liter. I, look, you guys know I've got this sickness. I love wagons. I can't help it. I mean, we all love wagons, but I can change my Dakota into a wagon. I'll just I mean, you put kind a popper of, on you, it. You kind of have. Well, like, it's not. I mean, I mean, it's not on there right now, but it, it was on there. Yesterday it was. So um, Matt put tires on his. You got Bridgestones, right? Yes, Bridgestone Potenzas. You went with factory size? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's all I ever do. Well, you, you're in a car. You're not in a truck. You don't have a lot of wheel arch space to put a bigger tire in, things like that. Well, and it's it's an economy car. It's right. down low to the ground. Yep. It's not a Camry, though. It's not grounded to the ground. No, no, no. Yeah. Nor is it some EV uh, craziness. Right. So. Right. Cool. And Ben, you put tires on Banner. Yes, Banner. My... You're not going to like it when he turns green, okay? Because he's like the Incredible he's, Hulk. He's always green. My, it's, it's, my, uh, it's my wagon. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. Um, yes, I have pictures of Banner. He's a part of the family. But I put some uh, uh, BF Goodrich. The lower end of the uh, what people around here call knobby tires. Yeah. Um, 
the lower end of the BF Goodrich is because I, I don't, the last part of BF Goodrich, I'm not rich, so. Right, you got uh, the rugged terrains, right? Rugged terrains, right. Uh, is that right? Or did you get the rugged? No. Whichever the, one's the, the lower. Alt, so BF Goodrich has. Rugged the, terrains, the, yeah. The all terrains. Yes. Which is their uh -huh. expensive one, and then the rugged terrains are their cheaper ones. Which yes. I would have looked into getting for my pickup, but these Coopers that I put on were like $74 each from Walmart. Can't yeah. touch it or anything else. So Yeah. But Phil, on, on your Lexus, you have the all-terrains. I do, but I picked them up used. Right. So. But still, a great tire. They are BF Goodrich, tire, yep. I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, when I didn't have the BF Goodrich on, they were the truck was noisy as all. Like, it was just the noisiest thing ever. I put the BF Goodrich, and I felt like I was in a car. With the noise, um, we've, we've lost great. Matt to paperwork. That's all right. I spent probably with with everything, all included, and this was up in South Dakota. I spent, I think, a couple bucks under five hundred. Yeah. But I got the two thirty fives. Um, I forget the exact details on them. This was two years ago. Right. I put twenty thousand, not quite twenty thousand miles on the truck. Four hundred thousand. Well. Did I get it with 79 something or did I get it with 80? I want to say it was a, uh, it was really close to 80. It was really close to 80. I'm about, I'm less than 400 miles from a hundred thousand miles. Oh, wow. Um, but that was two years ago, yeah. a year and a half, yeah. a little over a year and a half ago. And so for me, that driving is actually low. Mm -hmm. Uh, as per old cars, I used to put 30,000 or more on those cars every year. Yeah. And so I'm crazy. Yeah, I mean, I used to, when I was single, I was driving all the time. Uh, I could, and so I would replace tires every year and a half to two years. That, so that'll do it. Well, best you were, pair of tires I ever had on a car are Michelin's. For for a bit there, you were replacing transmissions every year or so too. So. The TL was not a good car. No, ladies and gentlemen, they say Hondas are great, but let me tell you about. I never early, had a problem with my Hondas. Let me tell you about early two thousands. Honda V6 automatic transmissions. Avoid so, all costs. Yeah. I don't know when the last time you guys took your vehicle to a, a tire shop like the Firestone Tire Shop, but I'm just looking at my uh, my suggested work here. Mm -hmm. uh, cabin air filter. Mm -hmm. They want yeah. $37 for the air filter, for the cabin air filter. For the part? For the part uh, itself. Oh. Wow. And then they want to charge me 23 bucks for the labor. That's that sounds. The labor's right. not bad. The labor's yeah. not bad. It, the thing but, is, is it takes me exactly five minutes to replace my cabin air filter. Right, but no. book time, book time on it's probably a couple of tenths, maybe yeah. a quarter of an hour. Uh, let's see here. They do want to do a coolant fluid flush and new fluid. Uh, they want. They wanted to do a new serpentine belt. Yep. They wanted, hundred and eighty bucks for that serpentine belt. For the belt the, or for the, the part belt and labor. Belt and labor. Okay, that's yeah, ninety one dollars for the part. What? No, that's way too much. I I went to O'Reilly's and I spent what was it like fourteen bucks? Which yeah. did you get the gates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, and it took me a half hour to do the replacement. Yeah. I I know on my uh, black Honda, the the uh, serpentine belt was forty bucks with a mm -hmm. discount. Yeah, some cert belts can be expensive, but not $91, not on a four-cylinder. Evidently, the Firestone version of the uh, a serpentine belt for my car is $91. That's nuts. It's made out of a Teflon uh, uh, hybrid metal. No, just no it, it's made from unobtainium. It's made from too expensive for anybody it's, to actually put money into. It's made so, of gold. And, and then, <laughs> so e almost... So for like two or three months straight, I was putting fuel uh, injector cleaner, fuel system cleaner through my tank mm -hmm. uh, with every fill up. Okay. And they here also say that I need a fuel system cleaning. Okay. Hmm. So uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching the car wizard at all. I saw that he got a boat. He did get a boat and it's old and ratty and it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> He, he talks about some of the problems with modern direct injected engines. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that can happen um, is because the fuel is injected directly into the cylinder 
and not into the exhaust runner manifold, right? The fuel isn't cleaning the exhaust manifold runner out. And so you get carbon buildup in the exhaust manifold runner. Do, do you mean the intake? Intake, sorry, yes, my bad, it's been a long day. Intake runner manif manifold runner. Um, and that carbon will harden up and solidify. And if it breaks loose from the intake, you can imagine the consequences of hardened carbon getting into the intake valve and um, causing havoc with your intake valves. And so, so it, it is, you know, it used to be that there was snake oil. Oh, we're going to clean your intake system. No, not really. Um, well, but, it would be but, one thing if they said intake system. What'd they say? Fuel system? This is fuel system. Now you've been putting stuff in, change the filter out, and you're good to go. So, uh, I haven't changed the fuel filter, but that's part of the... You're fine at 88,000 miles. 77,000 miles. 77,000 miles. You're fine. Let, let me get this right, and maybe I'm wrong. On the Dakota, don't the injectors go into the intake manifold? Uh, I think you've got a throttle body. No, you don't. You've got I do have a throttle injector. body. But you've got top. individual injectors, right? You've got yeah, eight have, injectors? Yeah. Yeah, so yours go into the intake manifold. The, the, the engines mm. that are direct injected are within the past five years, maybe seven years. Why? why seven would they years. That Mine was change? 2013. Why do they, because it's much more efficient. You can get much more power out of it. Yeah, you can also control the, the air yeah. fuel mix yep. ratio yep. Um, throughout the cylinder so that you don't have hot spots in the cylinder. I've done quite yep. a bit of research in that because um, yeah. that's kind of a hobby is yep. mine is understanding understanding the inner workings of an engine very dry stuff that our our people watching don't want to hear about but i, I just think yeah. it i think it's interesting and that's it's, why i asked like, it's 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 led to i mean a lot of the reason why you see modern engines making so much horsepower is because mm -hmm. of the direct injection but the penalty cool. you pay is it's not as clean inside the engine it, it burns cleaner so, but you so hold have, on it's not as efficient it is more efficient. It's it's more efficient, but it doesn't provide the ethanol and other alcohols cleaning the carbon off of your intake yeah. Yeah. Uh, manifold and whatnot. As it sounds struck. like a problem. That that is a problem, but but companies are making actual real cleaning solutions that you can use to clean that stuff up. Uh, yeah, is this not another so bill. The the well, it, it can be if you don't get it if you don't keep doing it. Cleaning, that, cleaning that stuff out of an intake manifold can be very expensive. Yeah. Seafoam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seriously. The other, thing, the other thing on that invoice I wanted to speak to was the coolant flush. Yeah. Um, people I, don't, I actually want to do yeah, that. So People don't flush their coolant nearly enough, and the results can be catastrophic on yeah. cooling systems. And if they're catastrophic on cooling systems, that can lead to catastrophic problems. Um, well, it, in your up engine. in the up in the northern climes, it can also negatively impact your ability to heat the vehicle yeah, in the winter. It can. Um, when we bought our Lexus, it had been in Texas its whole life, and I've been dealing with cooling issues since we had it because they never ran the heat. You know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's something you definitely want to do. I bought my truck up in South Dakota and I've had coolant issues right. since I bought it. Right. I'm, 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 not, <laughs> I'm not saying that people take better care of their cars up here, but if their heater goes out, they're going to do something about it versus Texas where if your heater goes out, you might go, meh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Texas, but here in Arizona, going to work in the morning during winter months, it's uncomfortable in the car. It gets it gets chilly. What, what, not, what does it get not, to 40, Matt? It gets to 33. Bill, Bill Whatever. in the car, in the car, it gets to 71. I know. <laughs> it's tough it's really where cool. Matt lives. It's I, guys, really tough. Th these are first world problems here. Clearly. <laughs> I see that you're, you are totally in depression now. Yeah. And I will be sending you a check to get you some kind of counseling. So I'm not. I'm just going to send them a plane ticket to to I care. to so. Aberdeen in January. We'll yeah, cool. that. my check Thanks. can be smaller than yours. I look forward to that. I'm not going to send you to Aberdeen because I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to send you a check. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Don't tease me like that. Right. 
Okay. Here's the carrot. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get off of cars and talk about a movie. Uh, we were supposed what to movie, watch though? Glory for this week's podcast. Glory, glory, glory. If you make fun of that son that song, I will come to Lake and Illinois. I'm not making fun of it. I mean, eat your communist I think, butt. I think personally, it goes with the movie, but it does. We watched uh, Glory. Glory is um, man. I didn't check the year uh, when it was made. Um, it's a movie about the Civil War. It is a movie about the 54th Massachusetts uh, Regiment, which was one of the first colored regiments in the Union Army. Uh, movie was made in the 90s. 51st, 54th. 54th Massachusetts. Yeah, early 90s sounds about right. Um, lots of big names in this. Um, the part of Matthew Broderick. Colonel, Colonel Robert Shaw's played by Matthew Broderick, who oh, I, I did a little bit of research on this. He was widely panned as being uh, un- inappropriately cast for the part. 1989. Okay, I was wrong. Yep. Uh, but you go back and look at pictures of Colonel Robert Gould Shaw, and you realize that pff, Matthew Broderick looks like him. Um, Morgan Freeman. I'll be right. Uh, was in the movie. Along Keep on going. <laughs> Denzel Washington, who won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in the film. And Ben just ran away. Yes, he did. Much like soldiers did in the Civil War at times. Uh, um, but very few from that uh, company. Very, very few from the 54th Massachusetts. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, tells the story of, oh, oh, the other person there, Carrie Elwes. Wesley, a.k.a. the Dread Pirate Roberts, is also in the movie. Also tells, Robin Hood from the Robin Hood. Also men in Robin tight, Hood tights. men in tight, tight tights. Um, where we get Matthew's nickname, Machu, son of a sneeze. Um, tells the story of the formation of the 54th. Um, the 54th was formed at the behest of such individuals as Frederick Douglass and the governor of Massachusetts at the time, and then um, Colonel Shaw's father, who was a well-known abolitionist in the Boston area. Um, they formed out of freedmen and escaped slaves um, trained for a long while, then fought in the in the South Carolina campaign, including um, the ba- second battle of Fort Fort Franklin Fort. Ooh, I can't remember the name of the fort now. One of the forts in the Charleston area. The Charleston area was a was just festooned with forts during this time. Um, they led the charge against that fort, and uh, the 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 charge in the battle was unsuccessful for the union side and the 54th massachusetts lost somewhere around 40 or 50 percent of its men um, in the battle including colonel shaw and several of the of the main characters um some of the main characters were based on real life individuals some of them were not denzel washington's character was not morgan freeman's character was not um though there were certainly um people i'm sure in the regiment who played who were similar in nature to those guys. Um, there's a monument in Boston to the 54th Massachusetts, very detailed um, brass plaque. And if you look at it closely, um, some, of the, some of the individuals portrayed as soldiers in the regiment did in fact um, bear a resemblance to the actors. So I thought that was pretty cool. Just got a notification from Zoom. They're giving us no time limit. Praise the Lord! Right? It's good because we got a lot to say today. Um, I thought I'd seen bits and pieces of Glory before. I had seen just that, bits and pieces. There was a lot I hadn't seen. And during the first battle they show, which was not involving the 54th, but was involving um, Colonel Shaw, I remembered something my parents had said. I'm sorry, children, you can't watch that movie. Somebody gets decapitated in it. And in fact, that's exactly what happened. Um, so I get why they wouldn't let us watch it as children. But it's something I should have watched a long time ago. It's a fantastic war movie talking about um, a, a part of the Civil War that we don't often speak of. Um, because there's, just because there's so much in the Civil War to talk about. Um, and a movie that, frankly, I think is very appropriate to this day and age and this time. Talking about how we as Americans can come together despite differences in race um, mm-hmm. to, to work together as Americans. Um, I, 
I would say that it's very apropos. Apropos is exactly the word I was looking for. Wait, wait. It's very apropos. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Um, who wants to go next about their thoughts on the movie? Well, I, I think you kind of uh, said everything I was going to say. As far as uh, the entertainment value, if you're into watching war movies um, and you don't mind the gore during the couple of battle scenes, yep. it definitely... Not just the battle it. scenes. Remember, there's a couple other scenes in there that have a little gore. Well, my background being what my background is, eh... There were scenes that weren't battle that made me come close to tears. I understand that. And that's definitely a warning for those. I I saw the hardship and I understood yep. Yep. the conflict yep. mm-hmm. as good as I can understand the conflict. And uh, I definitely have respect for those that went through that and, and made a place for themselves. Yeah in our great nation's uh, army. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anything else to say about it, Matt? Great movie. Um, I haven't gone and done the historical research on it, so I can't say if how accurate it is or not, but uh, uh, I felt uh, as dry as it... <laughs> yeah. I say that, I, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek. It, it, the pace was pretty good. Uh, but it definitely matches my expectation for what a historical movie should be. Yep. Yep. Good. Okay. Ben? My problem was Matthew Broderick. You didn't like Matthew Broderick, huh? No, I, I loved him in the movie. Okay. The issue is, is that I kept on thinking about Ferris, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> oh, that's, that's why then, I don't mind it, because I absolutely cannot stand Ferris Bueller's And name. then Carrie, what? Carrie Elwes or however you pronounce his name. I, I kept on thinking of two other movies. As you wish. Yes, Princess Bride and... Uh, he but wasn't here when we covered this. Other Robin Hood's eyes. Men in tights. How do you put these two comedic actors in such a serious role? They you pulled know, it off so well, and they did such a good job. Yeah, It really shows... Same time, I'm thinking of all the sarcasm and the hilarious puns they have. And I'm going. It really shows the caliber of actors that both of them are. Yeah. Yes, it does. And I think my problem is not really a big problem. I think it's more of an enlightenment and just showing me that these actors are really serious about their job and about what they can do but also about pulling off something that's real life mm-hmm. and um, amazing movie. I mean, you have Denzel Washington, who is obviously a serious actor, yep. Morgan Freeman, who has tapped into the comedy a little bit, but early on was very serious and very, yep. I mean, Shawshank Redemption and you have uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and you have all these other great movies. I mean, yep. just right here in this conversation, we've named what four or five phenomenal movies that these actors are in and morgan freeman made the movie denzel washington made the movie i'm sorry uh i think morgan freeman made the movie because of his character as like a father figure and he really is a father he helped but i don't know that i'd say he he made the movie denzel washington's character definitely made the movie and And, and i I don't know if you caught denzel won an academy award for that Role. Oh, did he? Yeah. What What about Andre? I don't know how to say Andre B. Uh, Brogger. Mm, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's one of the main guys there. I don't watch yes. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Absolutely. Who, so uh, which, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Did he Did he play? Is he Thomas? He. Yeah, uh, yes. that's Thomas. Okay. Yep. He He is Great the uh, captain in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's like the top of the rank. I forget. Maybe lieutenant. Whatever it is. Um. He's he's hilarious. He has a dry sense of humor, but in this he plays such and that's the other guy. Like he plays such a sincere role. Yep. And I'm just like No, he did a great dang. job. He did a great job. Yeah. No dry humor in it. It's just very sincere, very real, yeah. very raw. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it was very raw. Um, and that's okay. Civil War movies should be raw. Um, yeah. you know, I, I've I've watched um 
I, I was absolutely thrilled to find a copy of Gettysburg at our local um, thrift store. And I sat and watched it and realized that it is, it glosses over a lot. And Glory doesn't do that. Glory tackles some of the racial issues and things like that and tackles them headlong in a, in a way that people today would um, be able to respect and understand, even though it's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. It, it, it's well done. Um, definitely a movie that I recommend and uh, I think people should check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, if you, ha- if you and, haven't seen it, go check it out and uh, don't yeah. mind the gore. And, and do the research on the 54th Massachusetts. Um, they're, they are a regiment that was absolutely amazing at doing what they needed to do, which was integration. Um, and of course, the, the story of, of racial integration in the army is a very long story that didn't yeah. finish in the Civil War, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And was, it was drug out through World War II and even with some racial issues um, continuing into the Vietnam era and, and later. Um, every now and then I still hear about some racial issues in the military, unfortunately, though I think they're mostly, mostly dealt with now. So definitely something to look into, um, something to check out about our nation's past. And I think everybody should learn about our nation's past because some of the things we're going through right now, if people would just study history and learn about the the challenges as we've already dealt with them, we wouldn't have some of the issues we're having now. Well, maybe not that we wouldn't have the issues that we're having now, but we might have a little bit better understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I believe that some of the issues we're having now, we wouldn't have. Um, Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that now. Oh, definitely. So Mm -hmm. it's, it saddens me. It's um, something as a historian that I look at and go, why why are we doing this again but let's not dig too time. far into that yep, yeah we'll that for another time um yeah. dang about, son <laughs> let's not talk about goon squad although okay we're gonna talk about goon squad since you brought it up i no, enjoy, we're not let's continue i enjoy watching their videos yeah because i think they do good work yes but i can't stand listening to them <laughs> oh i think it's hilarious and it's it's normally just the one guy that you hear i can't i have um, trouble telling them apart to be perfectly honest well it's the younger one out of the two that's always just in front of the camera and then you have the other guy doing all the work um have you ever noticed that the oldest brother so, usually is the one who does all the work and gets things done not it, true it, only in their is, family. is that is that roman atwood no i don't think so roman Goon no, squad no. Goon Squad it's has U- nothing to do with Roman Atwood. They're G-O-O-N-Z- actually O N Z S Q U A D. Yeah, Zoons Goons Squad. Goons Squad. They they appear to be young men in their early twenties. Yeah, they They're... redid a twenty sixteen oh, okay. Dodge Viper. Yeah, it I, was amazing. I did a YouTube search for Goon Squad and Roman Atwood came in just after all their stuff so no, i was i think there was a movie by that name so yeah um, but we talk about our drinks uh mine's mine is something i've drank on here before uh i decided to put down alcohol for a month and uh that month ended a couple of days ago and so i've been drinking a beer called mochaccino and it's a milkshake porter yummy Hoppin' Dawes by Burr Oaks. It has become one of my go-tos. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I the reason I stopped drinking for a month was because I have a buddy who said, I want to take a year off. And I said, you know what? I will support you for a month. There you go. And so I took the first first month off with him. I might take another month off with him. Cool. Because alcohol is not a big deal with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do it. But that no. beer does that that beer sounds delicious. Next time we see you, Phil. Um, maybe, maybe in 2021, but I doubt it. Cause I'm probably going to California, um, for a memorial for my father-in-law, which if you haven't heard my father-in-law passed, uh, two weeks ago, but, um, so pray for Lola, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're probably going to go do a memorial in California for him. And so that'll be my vacation next summer. There you go. Cool. So yep. Matt, do you want to jump on the bandwagon and talk about where you're drinking? So uh, I've been down here for just about a year, 11 months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, missing the flavors of uh, the North Country. 
Fancy beer. So I went and got me some uh, Leinen Kugels. Oh, fake beer. Uh, from Chippewa. From Chippewa Falls, dearie. Oh, yeah, sure. You yeah, betcha. Sure. It's a little watered down, eh? Yeah. It's not all that watered down, you know. Oh, how, how's the alcohol I, percentage recall, on that? Their their Martin, um, for those who don't know, everything's advertised Oktoberfest. The Oktoberfest beer is actually what's called a Martin, which is and, kind of a and spiced. it does say that yeah. German style Martin beer. As I recall, their Martin is a little bit hoppier than I than I like. Um, what is it, the alcohol content? Five something, five point one. Yeah. Lightweight. This is six Oh yeah. Let's it, yeah. You talk <laughs> about your six I'm not. I haven't. I haven't brought my drink up yet. Um, oh, I, uh, b- before you start. Before you start. Love, this is made with Lakota coffee. Something. Okay. It's cold brewed Lakota coffee. We don't grow coffee in South Dakota. I, but that's what it says. Lakota, where the, where the Lakota people are from. I I crack um, a joke. Lakota Coffee appropriate, so yeah. it's the, probably from Illinois or from. I, uh, I don't think there's any tradition of the Lakota, the Nakota, or the Dakota ever brewing and drinking coffee before the white man brought it to them. You know well, what? I'm that look it up, so. that is in the what in the lines of what my joke was going to be, and you delivered it in such a professional manner, Phil. I applaud you. Well, I try to be historically I, accurate in everything I say. Columbia, Missouri, is where they're at. So. Okay. Well. No Lakota in Columbia. I don't, I, don't I, I don't know. Maybe they did get down there, but that's, this is their, their original territory. Um, mm-hmm. So they sound like amazing beers, both of you. Uh, Mine's way better than Matt's. So. Uh, well, Matt's isn't, Matt's isn't a German uh, Martzen. No, Hoff, it's it, Hofbrau's Martzen is my favorite. Yes, actually, that's Hoff a Brow's great beers one. Are, Hofbrau's beers are about my favorite all across the board. Their Dunkel is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the, they they are very good, but like Hoff I said, Brow. I was missing the flavor of the North Country. <laughs> Hoff, Hoffbrau, or or does or the South Country if you're in Germany. Yeah. Uh, in my nice little whiskey glass, I have very nice whiskey. This is. I'll reach over here and grab it. Uh, this Did you is, put ice in that? No, Lord, no. Why would I do something like yeah, that? Let's just see if sure. I can get this. There we go. The Glenlivet 12 single malt scotch whiskey. Um, I am normally an Islet guy. Uh, Glenlivet, as I recall, is a Highland. Please don't quote me on that. I may be wrong. Um, but it is, a, it is a fine scotch. And a 12 is a pretty decent kind of lower end of the single malt stuff that you can get. Um, you were talking about alcohol volumes, Ben. Um, let's see here. This is bottled at. Uh, see, he can't even find it, ladies and gentlemen. Eighty proof. Eighty proof mean, means nothing to me. It means forty percentage. Forty percent. Four zero. Forty percent. Percent. Well, so, you had a lot less than me. Okay, so uh, I've had twelve percent. Your little six percent can go jump off a cliff. And I've had 12%. Um, <laughs> for those of you who never had scotch before, but maybe you've had bourbon or um, Canadian or rye or something like that, it's much more um, of a kick in the face than other whiskeys. Um, much more of a smoky and peaty flavor. Even some of these that are that are not necessarily. The Islas are the really smoky, peaty ones. Um, some of these other ones are a little less so, but they're going to they're gonna smack you around a little bit in the face when you take them. Um, it's an acquired taste, but as a lawyer, I've clearly acquired a taste for some. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a lawyer. I don't need the hard liquor. Mm. I don't drink hard liquor. As an engineer, I can't stand uh, drinking Glenlivet. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe I've got something wrong. but uh, Well, clearly there's something wrong with you. Personally, Matt, I think that lawyers are so, so like – out there that they'll drink anything it's pretty much it. i could pee in a cup and be like here here's some glenn we draw the, we draw you're the right lines, you're right draw the line somewhere but i, I know mean, lawyers who could probably tell if there was glenn living in your <laughs> urine or not. now um, i i have a, a co-worker that likes the joke uh do you know why sharks won't bite lawyers professional courtesy exactly <laughs> so i mean if sharks are willing to live in salt water can lawyers, being that they have professional courtesy with sharks, really have that good of taste buds? 
Nope. <laughs> do you know what they I mean, call? Do you know what they shark call? Shark poop tastes good to them. <laughs> do you know what they call a hundred lawyers at the bottom of the sea? A, a good, good start. start. Good start. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I think at the bottom I of the love, sea joke is a good start. <laughs> I love my legal brethren and sisters, and it's just lawyers are some of the best people I've ever met. In all honesty, unless you're I a politician, then uh, you suck. I'm sorry. Hey, now, <laughs> just do. Be careful there. You know, um, I'm not going to be careful there because I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired hey, of politicians this year. Hey, I don't know why. Hey, remember, it's, it's 2020. I have run for office, and in fact, I ran for office in 2020. People don't know I'm, that. Uh, Gene and I oh, both bad. did. Yeah. We ran for precinct committee man and woman in Hughes County for the GOP, and, and uh, lost, huh? we weren't challenged, so our names didn't even appear on the ballot. We just got elected. Oh, I'm so huh. sorry. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Congratulations. Um, uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on left-leaning lawyers that used to be cops? Uh, are you thinking of one left-leaning lawyer who used to be a cop from California in particular, who happens to be I, female and happens to I, be of? I'm I'm not going to use somewhat, that many details. Yeah. Everyone uh, if watching. You make those assumptions. Uh, everyone watching is assuming the same one. So. I will reserve my opinions and views for for, November, for, for people November, who November. speak to me in person and that is not all over the internet because, frankly, my opinions and views can be a little bit. Uh, I will leave, leave my opinions and views for November 3rd. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to want to talk about it then either. <laughs> for the paper that I'm going to mark on and not right. the one that I right. am supposed to mail in. Right. How many mailings have you guys gotten for um, mail-in voting yet? We got one before the primary saying, if you want to vote by mail, here's how you get the ballot. And that was it. I got an official one and I've gotten two more in the past three, four so weeks. I received one from the state of Arizona, one from, was it the Trump campaign or was it actually from the office of the president? Uh, probably not from the office of president, probably from the Trump campaign. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, it, honestly, registering to do the early or mail-in voting uh, in Arizona is super easy. They have website for it and it's, uh, pretty convenient yep yeah um i you know i i guess i don't have a big philosophical problem with mail-in voting if they could make it so that the fraud wasn't a problem when when you have examples and stories of rampant fraud of uh ballots being lost and things like that i have a problem with it for those reasons i don't have a philosophical issue with mailing in a ballot uh, per I se but i have a problem with it with I, who's who's carrying it that's, I mean, that's one of the concerns you have to tackle, right? But it's just not very I will efficient. Say, yeah, no, it's not. But I will say that I find great joy and satisfaction in going into my polling place, mm -hmm. speaking with the poll workers, getting my ballot, filling it out, and turning it in. Mm -hmm. I like the process of going in to vote. You know, in mm -hmm. South Dakota, I show them my ID because in South Dakota we have to show ID. Um, yeah. And and getting my ballot that I know is going to be my ballot. That has the, the the proper information on it. I fill it out. I turn it in, and I feel good putting that sticker on. Um, this year, when I go and vote, yeah. I'm not required to show ID, but I'm going to force them to look at my ID. Um, well, Ben, how many times are you going to vote this year? In well, I mean, at least once, but we'll see. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, how don't... many times are you going to vote for the Democrats, though? I mean, none. Last, when I was in Minnesota, <laughs> you know. I understand up in the cities, they, they just take them from voting place to voting place as long as they promise to vote left. I've, I've heard stories like that from around the country, unfortunately. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I haven't voted yet. I'm voting right. Well, Ben, are you sure you haven't voted yet? No, you know what? For all I know, in the state of Illinois, I've already voted three times. So All three times. Oh, Pritzker. You didn't want. I know, and it's sad, but that's that's just the reality we live in. Because unfortunately, it is. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, you know, it, as, again, as a student of history, I think back to the election, um, nineteen sixty-two, um, when John F. Kennedy was elected. You read some of the stories of some of the things that happened during that election. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody should, because the voting fraud was rampant. It was horrendous. For JFK. And for JFK, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
And it wasn't necessarily at the behest of JFK or at the behest of the Democratic Party. Um, actually, a lot of it was done by the unions, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Uh, and you got to remember, this is the time of the union bosses that were just absolutely corrupt. Um, you know, Al Capone. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Al Capone. Um, who's the guy whose body they <laughs> Hoffa and, and people like that. Jimmy Hoffa, the um, body they can't find that's actually in the Marietta Hot Springs uh, tennis courts. Is it there or is it buried under a giant stadium? Or is it in the ocean? It's eaten up by fish, I'm sure. So anyway, <laughs> you, you see stories like that and you hear stories like that and you realize that, hey, yeah, voter fraud can be a very real thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that we should be taking care of in this country and, and nobody's doing anything about it. And it's very annoying. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's my political soapbox for the day, I guess. Um, no, no one wants to do anything about it because it's in favor of them. Matt talked well, about his shirt. I want to talk about my shirt. If we have people in the Aberdeen, South Dakota area, please frequent my favorite establishment ever, the Red Rooster Coffee House. Oh, can you move over? Because we can't really tell what the design is. It's a design. Can now lift it up. Crazy design. Oh, okay. Mine is, uh, her, it, it's it, Under Armour. Under yeah. Armour. But it's like, it, I feel like The Rock today. Something smaller. <laughs> <laughs> by, a, by a large margin. Then. No, not much. I mean, he, okay, by quite a bit. So. Quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, man, I, I think I'm all talked out, guys. You know, I could probably talk for more, but I'm a pastor. So let's end this at 53 minutes. Wow, this is a long one. It Thanks, is, and that's okay. folks, for sticking with us this long. If you stayed with us till the end, yep. break it so up much. into two weeks. We missed last week, so break it up. You know, hit that no. thirty-minute mark and break no. it up, and then watch no, the next thirty minutes. Watch later. the whole thing and hit like as many times as you possibly can. Hit no, it no. five to just hit it once, one thousand times. Make sure you hit it odd number of times. Don't hit it even number of times. <laughs> five to one thousand one hundred and one times. And one, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like subscribe um hit the notification bell so you know when our videos come out yes um we comment share share it share it yep exactly share it share to it social with, media share it with other people you think might want to sit and listen yeah. to us babble on for 53 minutes this is like a an awesome phone call <laughs> yeah exactly all right we love you guys have a great week love you take care